1: It's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and college football with a Deep South college football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan.
2: And a good Friday to you. Welcome to the Buck Baloo Show on The Fan. You know the drill, man. 680-937-680thefan.com. And we've been telling you about this fan mobile app for the longest of time. Come on, guys. Get with it. Driven by Beaver Toyota. And that's up and coming. Fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let them show you what wow really means. 680, the fan app driven by Beaver Toyota of coming. So the weekend's almost here. And it's time to get busy on the balloon Show Big Take Stetson Bennett, man, he's been keeping a low profile. He's in Dallas training for the NFL Combine. Now, those are both good decisions, keeping a low profile and training for the NFL Combine. Without question, Stetson needed a little downtime after two long, demanding championship runs rest, train, and reset. At the Combine, He's going to measure in somewhere around 5'10", 185", 190. But he's going to lay down an impressive 40 time. It may not be faux-faux, but I'm thinking it could be faux-five. He's going to show off a quick release, this accurate short to intermediate, but his arm strength will be average. Game video will show that he's instinctive, competitive, And has a good football IQ. But that arrest is going to be a talking point in meetings with the interested teams. What were you thinking, man? He can lead and he has big game experience, but NFL teams will view Stetson as a backup. Where will Stetson Bennett go in the draft? Hey, man, Mel Kuyper, he's saying third round. Most analysts have Stetson slotted between the fifth and seventh round. Or he could be an undrafted free agent. Bottom line, all he wants is a shot. And that's all anybody really wants is an opportunity. Stetson only needs one organization to buy in. Who will that be? Only time will tell. The best fit? I believe that that's in Phoenix with the Arizona Cardinals as a backup to Kyler Murray, but that's just me. And there's your big take as we get the show started today. Yeah, man, low profile, training hard. Stetson's doing exactly what he needs to be doing right now. And I'm all fired up today about the NFL draft. Look ahead, man. This NFL draft is going to be spectacular at the top of the first round. What's going to happen? I mean, you got the Bears right now sitting at the top with that number one pick. And they've got options, brother. They can stay at number one and take Will Anderson Jr. They can trade Justin Fields and then draft Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Or they could just trade out of that number one spot to one of these quarterback-desperate organizations like the Texans or the Colts and still get that defender that they want. Bears are in a really good spot. Primo. Now, you got the Texans sitting there at number two with that new coach, D'Amico Ryans. They've also got the 12th pick of the first round. Now they are desperate for they're one of these quarterback desperate teams. They gotta have one and they gotta have one right now. And they can't lose in this situation at number two because they're gonna have the opportunity to either get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. You know, the, the Bears might trade that number one pick to somebody else and they take Bryce Young. And the Texans come up at two and then get CJ Stroud. The Bears could trade with another team, and they take C.J. Stroud. Texans could end up with Bryce Young. So they are sitting pretty at that two spot. You know, some talk about them moving up to number one, one spot, doing a deal with the Bears to get the quarterback they desire instead of waiting around. Well, you got the Cardinals at three. They're looking at taking a defender. Will Anderson, Jr., Jalen Carter. Or they could do a deal and trade with one of these quarterback-hungry teams. And there are ten of them, I believe. My count says ten teams desperate for a quarterback. You got the Colts at four, and they're one of these desperate organizations. They stay at four. I'd, they're not getting Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, in my opinion. Both those guys would be gone by the time they come up at four. Gone. Gone. So they got to do a deal. I mean, they got to trade up and get one of these dudes. So keep an eye on those Indianapolis Colts. You got the Raiders sitting there at 7. They they need a quarterback. You got the Panthers at 9, they've got to have one. Talk about desperate. Totally desperate. So in the top ten, you've got four quarterback-hungry teams. And you've got two elite quarterbacks in Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. And those four teams are going to be, man, they are uh, going to be wheeling and dealing, trying to get Young or Stroud. See, i got Levis. uh, He's somewhere as a mid-first rounder, in my opinion. I mean, he's got the big body. He's got the big arm. He's also turning the ball over a lot. But he he should be gone, like, in the middle of the first round, but he'll be a top 10 guy. Then you got Anthony Richardson. He's got a second-round grade, but you look at all these mock drafts out there, and Anthony Richardson must be feeling good seeing his name up there in the top 10 with some of these desperate teams for a quarterback he's physically gifted but he might be the rawest player in the draft it's going to take a minute for him to get ready Hendon Hooker is a guy everybody's forgotten about really he looks like a third round pick wonder how that knee looks and then Tanner McKee he's got the look of an NFL quarterback he's got a fourth round grade And then at that point, it's well, you're just taking a good guess on who might be able to make it. Tell you what, the uh, top of the first round, I can't wait to see how this shakes out. Now, I just spoke with one of the all-time great Chicago Bears. Because I needed to know what they thought about Justin Fields. And here's what this all-time great player for the Bears said. He said, all NFL quarterbacks are only as good as the people around them. He's got nobody around him. Plus, his attitude that it's too cold up there
3: makes me blank and sick. Can we take a guess who this uh, all-time Chicago Bear great is? He wants to play in a dome. His butt played at Ohio State and he's getting paid,
2: he needs to shut up and play. And then I respond and say, so you would trade him and take Young or Stroud with that first pick? And this all-time great Bear said, I would not trade him. I would start to build an offense around him with their picks, trade down, get multiple round picks, build an offensive line and receiver group that can make him look good, you trade him and put another quarterback in there; they're going to end up running for their blank in life. So that's what the all-time bear
3: said. And you're wanting to guess who it is, on huh, DT? Got to guess. Was yeah. he a uh, a specialist, Buck? Will we call him that? He's a college football hall of fame. Ah, I nailed it. Yeah,
2: Kevin Butler. If you're wondering. All right, so that's that, man. That draft is going to be here before you know it. And we'll be talking about what the Falcons are going to do at 8. They're probably looking for a big receiver, I'm just saying. All right, coming back on the other side, man, I made a promise. We're talking Braves every day on this show in the month of February. And we'll do it next. Storyline number 13. And how about my man, Mecole Hardman? Man. We'll talk about him, too. It's the Buck Paloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7.
4: Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.
0: Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat?
2: 680
3: and 937. A little down today for some reason. Is it the weather? That might be part of it, Buck. And you know, ever since uh ever since I was young, the first week after the Super Bowl is always a little bit depressing. You know, yeah, football's over, it, right? Yeah. Luckily we got tiger to look forward to. We got I mean NBA All Star Weekend, if that does anything what? for you. Yeah. I mean, did you yeah. hear what
2: those knuckleheads no, no are doing? Football.
3: What's that? They're gonna have a draft thirty minutes before the game see, starts. I, I think that's gonna be cool. I, that'll probably be the most entertaining part of the game for me. So what? You go out there with your uh, yeah, be,
2: your own what a, a t-shirt on basically, and then wait to see who picks you right before the game starts. And then I guess yeah, I guess they They've ruined have, the All Star game, in my opinion. You think
3: so? Yeah, they've Not ruined what it, it used to be. I mean, I used to love my the thing. East versus West. The biggest shame is, is is the dunk contest for me. That should be one of the it's single biggest moments for the entire NBA season. One of the best showcases for these amazing athletes, and it's it's such an afterthought. Now we yeah. don't even know. Who's I these mean, guys even are. if they had to
2: come up with uh, some money and pay the guys, I'm yeah. not sure what y'all are talking about. No football. The XFL kicks off this weekend. Oh. We get football. When does the USFL start? It starts, I think, next month, maybe. I know We saw the commercials for it during the Super Bowl a few times. But the XFL, yeah. the third
3: time they're going to try to uh, do a league. <laughs> what went wrong the get, first two times? It wasn't good. It's going to be better this time, though. Kofar but like The Rock owns it this time instead of Vince McMahon.
2: So maybe The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, can make it interesting. Now talk about being scripted. Nah. We're going to get the Vegas Vipers and the Arlington Renegades. See, I think they're starting it too soon for the quarterbacks. A guy like Stetson. Let's say Stetson doesn't get drafted in the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. I mean, this thing's going to be too far along to go play for the USFL or the XFL. you got to have an alternative for these guys.
3: Keep training and then go for it next Well, that's a lot of training. I mean, yeah. That's a good point, though, Bug. Yeah, it's supposed to be kind of a you know working, hopefully as a sort of minor leagues for the NFL, and you know the time well, that would be the plan. Is You're
2: only going to get better when you play. Well, oh, exactly. When you play real yeah. games. Well, that's the point. Yeah, you get these guys out there actually playing. I mean, like that guy from TCU. He's going to be looking for a place to
3: play. Really, you don't think he ends up on a uh, on an NFL roster? No, the chances Duggan? are he's not.
2: Yeah. I mean, there are only like what 60 of those jobs in the world. Those guys aren't looking to uh, give those up. 404-231-1680, the number. I'm down. How about calling and lifting me up for
3: some reason? There's nothing really going on. Maybe you just need a couple of days away. Oh, here. come on, Buck. We got the Braves warming up in spring training. Next uh, spring training yeah. opens only a week away. That's something. Yeah, and I'm. Uh, you know, we're going to talk Braves
2: here in just a second. The lack of football I mean, has that. us down here. On the I Buck think Belito. that's what it is. Yeah. yeah, the football season has come to an end. That's got to be it.
3: Maybe the Hawks haven't given us quite as much as we hope to look forward to at oh, this time. Lord, they've
2: let us down, right? totally. Yeah, man. we were
3: probably expecting a, a, hopefully a deep playoff, or not a, a deep, deep playoff run, but at least maybe some better playoff seating coming up. I'm guessing I'm not the only one that's
2: uh, just a little bit down today, and and therefore, uh, hey, we can lift you up. The fans' 30th anniversary rolls on this month. We're sending one lucky winner and a guest. To spring training for some sun, sand, brews, and baseball. Tune into the fan each day and listen for that home run sounder. And when you hear it, that's your cue to call. If you're the sixth caller, you can get qualified to win the Braves Beach and Brew Trip. We're going to qualify 30, 30 listeners with a chance of winning. And you're going to get a weekend stay at the Wyndham Grand on Clearwater Beach. Man, I could use that. Tickets to the Braves versus Pirates. That's a spring training game. You're going to spend an inning in the booth. How about that? Hanging out with the broadcasters. Uh, $800 Delta gift card, 100 bucks to spend, and a pair of home opener tickets here at Truist Park. Get qualified. Just stay tuned to 680 The Fan and help us celebrate this 30th anniversary.
1: Let's chop it up. Time to talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. All right, this is uh, Baloo's
2: storyline number 13 with the Atlanta Braves. I thought about going from 12 to 14, skipping over 13 because of the like an old hotel, <laughs> superstitious thing. You know, nobody wants to be storyline 13. But we're going to roll with it anyway. And storyline 13 is how this left field situation is going to shake out. And I believe there are about five or six guys under consideration right now. So this is probably the most competitive competition that's going to be going on at spring training. And the guy that's going to um, play against right-handed pitching, which you're going to see three out of four days probably, in the big league, so you're going to see a lot of Eddie Rosario, who's looking to bounce back after having the vision problems. Remember the start of last season where Rosario, coming off that World Series, where he was clutch in the postseason, dude. He was hitting some big league pitching, hitting in clutch situations, and then he showed up last year and he had some vision problems. Now, I think he went to see uh, Dr. Uh,
3: get the vision. What do you call the little procedure done? I don't remember what. I, mean, I do remember having a procedure done. I can't remember what it was. Dr. Woodhams. Oh, there
2: you go. Sure. Yeah, and I think he went to see Dr. Woodhams, and he was three for 44. Talk about a bad start to the season.
3: Well,. I- Three major league pitching. 44
2: at bats, man. to at
3: major league pitching, and you can't see well? I'd be saying I had vision problems. Pretty much impossible.
2: I mean, my goodness. So he's looking to bounce back. What we need is the 2021 version of Eddie Rosario against right handed pitching, where he hit 256, 12 bombs, 16 doubles. I mean, he was a clutch guy too. hit 282 with runners in scoring position and then really clutch with runners in scoring position and two outs. Dude was hitting 270. Now, that was back in 2021. So we need him to revert back. They signed him to a two year, 18 million dollar deal coming out of the World Series. So this season will get paid nine million dollars. And there's a club option looking ahead to next year. So Eddie's got a lot to play for. And his role would be to capture that left field spot against right-handed pitching. Now the platoon, who's going to play when a lefty's going? Well, they went out and got uh, uh, this uh, outfielder, this platoon uh, bench guy from Arizona, the Diamondbacks, Luplow who gets an opportunity last season, he hit 176. No wonder he was available. That was with 200 at-bats, too. But he did have eight bombs against left-handed pitching. So we'll keep an eye on him. He's 29 years young. Signed a one-year, $1.4 million contract with the Braves. So because of that, he's going to get a serious look down in spring training. Then also they signed uh, Kevin Pillar to that minor league deal. And you know what? I really like this guy. I like him because he is a uh, gold glove caliber outfielder. So you know he can flash the leather out there in left field, but can he hit? Last season played four games with the Dodgers. How come we got all these guys that are coming off bad years? Is that a good thing? I think it is. They're all motivated to come in and get it done. Keep an eye on Pilar. six team in six years. But you know what? He looks like a dude that is a uh, leader. And at 34 years old, I'm sure he wouldn't, if he makes the team, would be a part of the leadership group. He got injured against the Braves. Remember that with the Mets a couple of years ago? Got hit, hit in the face. I mean, this guy's tough. Keep an eye on Pilar. Then uh, this other cat, Eli White, former Texas Ranger. He's another right-handed hitter, but he's a career 185 hitter. So what are the chances that he wakes up this year and goes out and he's legitimate swing of the bat? I'd say slim and none. And then Sam Hilliard. Braves traded for Hilliard, who spent four years with the Rockies. He's a big dude. 6'5", 235, played in 80 games last season. Or in 21, that is, with 14 home runs. And then you got Marcel Ozuna. Do I look at Ozuna right now? And I think D.H. He's not a left fielder anymore. D.T., your arm is better than Ozuna's. I'm serious. The sad thing is that's actually probably true, bud. He's got the range... Of a heavyweight wrestler. (laughs) I've never heard that one before. I like that. you know about heavyweight wrestlers, right? Yeah, I've seen a lot of that here during the high school wrestling season. Uh, Ozuna. You know, I was following him because I I was holding out hope he would be able to bounce back after that miserable year a year ago where he got arrested and all that. You know, do you know who I work for? Yeah, the Atlanta Braves. That didn't get you out of trouble. Quit driving around drunk in the middle of the night. But uh, Ozuna, he's out of shape. I mean, he can barely reach down and touch his toes. That's the thing, Buck. The and off, the I was following him field. on social media. And, you know, during the off-season, I think he and his wife on a restaurant where he's from down in the uh, Caribbean. Caribbean. And it's like he's going out partying almost all the time with these uh, posts that he had on social media. So... Man, uh, Ozuna, wake up, dude. I mean, you got one shot here to stay in Atlanta. Otherwise, they're going to cut your butt and just write you a check and send you on your way. He's got a hit, and he's only a DH. If I hear Ozuna's out in left field, I may boycott the game. And then you've got the final option. Any guess on what the final option would be? Well, double-A at the
3: end of spring training,
2: looks at the scrap heap and picks somebody up and brings them in.
3: That was one of the things he discussed when he was on with Chuck and Chernoff the other day. Who, Ozuna? No, well, he d- he discussed the fact that in the during the season, maybe at the end of spring training you can do it, but it's hard to improve your club during the season until you get to the trade deadline. So yeah. that's part of just acquiring all these options in the outfield because he said he learned his lesson when Ronald got hurt and they were really scrambling for options in the outfield. Yeah, so
2: there there's seven options right there, top to bottom. Something's got to stick, <clears throat> right, Buck? We'll see how that shakes out. Come on, Eddie Rosario. Oh, man, we got no other real uh, ch- legitimate choice. Eddie, and it's not Eddie, like, Eddie. you know, if left field is the least impressive or of our out, of our, uh Everyday uh, positions. By far, right? You know, catcher first, second, short, third, left, center, right, DH. If left field is the weakest of those positions, we're still going to be okay. We're still going to be okay. Because, look, you're going to ask this left fielder to hit eighth or ninth in the lineup? I mean, we can get by. Worst case, double A at the trade deadline goes out and gets some help. But uh, keep an eye on that. Tell you what, Buck's beat dropped a couple days ago, episode 81. And I'm uh, hanging out with Jeff Francoeur. We're talking about some of these storylines that I've been talking about here on the Buck Belue show. So I want to invite you to check that out. Go to thepodcastpark.com, brought to you by Associated Credit Union. Pull up episode 81, Jeff Francoeur and myself talking Braves baseball. Dropped just a couple days ago. Let's go ahead and hit, hit that uh, Bulldog Roundtable.
1: The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the Dogs, and it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25 March 20, 9 like 15 10 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ballgame. Georgia will win this ballgame. Only on The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. for
2: the Bulldog Roundtable on the Buck Blue Show. You're guaranteed to get some Bulldog talk here on this show every day of the week. Sometimes we have a guest. Now, if you're wondering about the title of this uh, roundtable, typically you got like two or three guys sitting around a the table. They're all sort of interacting. But uh, that, that was what Chuck Dowdle was doing when he was hosting the Bulldog Roundtable. So we're still going with that title. And uh, how about Keith Mitchell yesterday out in L.A.? The Genesis uh, Invitational out there. Mitchell playing some great golf right now. A former member of the Blue team on the Buck and Kincaid Classic. He helped wipe the floor with the Kincaid team back in the day when he was just coming out of Georgia. And uh, we've been fans of Keith Mitchell ever since. That was great to see yesterday. That and long seeing Tiger Woods to it up. Want to talk about Miko Hardman here in the roundtable today. His four-year deal coming out of Georgia has expired in Kansas City. So Miko Hardman, one of the fastest guys in the National Football League, is now a free agent. Now the the chiefs have been really quiet, which uh, leads me to believe he's probably not going to be re-upping with the Kansas City Chiefs. So he is probably going to be moving on to another team. Now, here's the good news from Miko. Take a look at the free agent wide receiver class. It is as thin as Bryce Young. I'm telling you, there's like two or three guys that you might be interested in bringing in. So Miko Hardman, because of that, his market value is is probably going to hold true. I mean, I looked last year, didn't Russell Gage former Falcon. He got like a three-year deal for $30 million. So I think that's what Miko's going to be looking at here, signing with another team. His market value, according to Spotrak, getting $10 million a year, four years, $40 million, which is a good deal if you can get it. So, uh, you think Miko Hardman would fit with the Falcons? I mean, there's talk about the Falcons wanting another receiver. I'm just saying, we could Oh, wait a minute. He's a Bulldog. Yeah, they don't typically bring in Georgia Bulldogs with the Falcons. But I do believe he would fit as uh, wide receiver number three. I mean, you got Pitts. You got the rookie first-round pick from last year who looks like he's going to make it. And you need that third wheel that you can implement into this offense. You know, the problem in Kansas City was uh, he was a playmaker. The ball didn't go to him a lot. And he just, uh, with the Chiefs, never really developed into that uh, second wide receiver. Uh, Didn't really thrive running the route tree. I saw him getting a lot of clean releases at the line of scrimmage and running that underneath crossing route a lot. So I know he can do that. Uh, Again, one of the faster guys in the league. You know, if the Falcons did take Georgia players, I think this ultimately would be a pretty good fit because they don't. Probably going to see Miko wearing a different uniform. Now, he didn't play in the Super Bowl. Had the hip problem that he injured against the Bengals in the AFC title game. But he did have a good Super Bowl. Uh, He gets another Super Bowl ring. This is number two for him. And I believe his wife had twins over the Super Bowl weekend. So, Miko, man, things are going good for Miko Hardman. Wishing him the best as he probably looks to move on to play for another team.
3: Always liked him. Yeah, you're right, Buck. He kind of carved his his niche as kind of a role player, gadget guy, and you're right, didn't develop the the skills as an outside, number one, number two receiver. But get in the ball in space, and he'll make things happen. Yes,
2: and uh, again, that underneath crossing rack, dra- drag route, uh, get in the ball, and he's running away from people, man. Four years, $40 million. Hmm. Keep an eye on that one. You know, a little bit down today, and I think it's because, too, I know football season's over, but, uh, DT, I just hadn't played any golf here lately.
3: Yeah, that'll affect the mental health, Buck. You got to get out there. I'm telling you, man, I got to hit the golf course, lift the
2: spirits a little bit here, and you got a chance to come out and play with us. The fan and Bears Best Atlanta are here with an invitation for you to kick off your golf season with the Chili Dip Open, benefiting First Team Metro Atlanta building game changers, buying powering kids and teens through golf. We're going to tee it up on Friday, March the 10th at
3: 12 noon with a shotgun start, just like the Live. Yeah, that's how the big, all the big-time tournaments have shotgun starts, Buck. Your foursome includes uh, green fees
2: at one of Metro Atlanta's finest courses, Bears Best Atlanta, post-round trophies, great raffle prizes, and of course, all that great chili you can eat. Don't wait and risk missing out on the first big golf tournament of 2023. Book your foursome today at GolfNow.com or at BearsBestAtlanta.com. That's the Chili Dip Open, benefiting First Team Metro Atlanta Friday, March 10th at Bears Best Atlanta. It's brought to you by Bears Best, Harrah's Cherokee Casino and Resort, Hennessy Jaguar, Land Rover Gwinnett, Classic Tents and Events, Kroger, Beaver Toyota, Anderson Power Services, and Road Dog's favorite, Tito's Handmade Vodka. We'll come back with another exciting segment. It's the Buck Blue Show, live from the Battery Atlanta, here on The Fan, 680 and
0: 93.7. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How?
2: on the fan 680 and 937. Appreciate you hanging out with us all week. And DT,
3: thanks for a little
2: elements of the earth,
3: brother. I figured I was trying to boost you back up today, yeah. but I, I think I know why you said you said you've been you said you're a little down today. Well, look at the weather outside. Yeah. gloomy. Football season's over. And you mentioned the lack of golf. I think it's because you yeah, had so lack- much fun watching Tiger and JT and Rory last night that you realize you got to get back out there, Buck. Because I don't yeah. know about you, I had so much fun watching those guys uh, yesterday.
2: And i tell you, I might need to just go see some baseball. We've got the uh, Georgia Bulldogs hosting Jacksonville State at Foley Field. Three-game weekend series, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah,
3: Georgia Tech getting back at it uh, as well this weekend. So college baseball's here, huh?
2: I'm going to see uh, some college baseball this weekend. We're going to visit my daughter, Audrey, at Mississippi State. And they start the season, too. And I'm telling you man, I've seen a lot of college baseball, but I've not seen anything like what they have at Mississippi State. 15 to 20,000. Oh yeah. Showing up to see them play, man, every single week. Great atmosphere there at Starkville. But uh, get over to Athens and uh, pull on the the Dogs. Pull them on. And uh, let's get to some college football, brother, man. Okay,
0: thanks a lot, Buck
1: tasty. It's time for the college football nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Yeah,
2: man. Who is Alabama's quarterback going to be? Man, there are some people, uh, Alabama people, that are so concerned with Bryce Young moving on that Alabama's going to take a huge step back at quarterback. Now, the competition, they get spring underway, I believe, in one month, middle of March. And it's going to be Jalen Milrow. You got to see him a little bit last season. Man, he is a tough runner. Threw it 53 times last season. I'm sure that's going to help him going into this competition once they get on the field. He's got to polish that passing game up a little more, though, if he's going to win the job. You get a lot of people that are high on Ty Simpson, who cleaned up, I believe, one or two games last season. Uh, Had five attempts on the year. But I had him on the quarterback club a couple of weeks ago, and there's a lot to like about Ty Simpson. He's got to get a little stronger in the weight room. I'm sure he's been working on that. Yeah, of the smaller stature quarterback. But it looks to be a better passer than Milrow. Competition's going to start mid-March, spring football. Got the A-Day game. And then I would assume Coach Saban and uh, the new coordinator, Reese, they're going to watch this competition go into the summer camp leading into the season. What they need are reps. Reps with that number one offense. And they're going to get them. And I would just, you know, tell Alabama fans that you're probably going to see this offense change a little bit with Bryce Young moving on and Reese coming in to be the offensive coordinator because it looks like to me they are set up to go back to bully ball like you saw back in 2010, 11, 12. they were pounding people with that Alabama run game. I think that's the transition you're going to see this year. Unproven quarterbacks, one that can really run in Milrow. And you're going to see Alabama get back to being a run-first offense. As a matter of fact, with Bryce Young last season, I crunched the numbers. They were 50-50 run pass last season. It's going to be more like uh, 60-40 in the upcoming season. So uh, Alabama fans, I know you're a little concerned. They don't like to admit that these days. But you might be taking a big step back at the quarterback position. And there's your college football nugget today. 404-231-168, 404-231-168, the number. We got room for you. You want to get in here? Maybe an Alabama fan. It'd be good to hear from them. Are you still wondering why Eric Bieniemy is still not a head coach in the National Football League? Got a lot of people wondering about that, and I'm wondering about it, too, with a job he's done on Andy Reid's staff as the offensive coordinator. And I believe what the deal is is the rap sheet. As you look back, And now it's been years ago, but I believe this has got to be it. He was arrested back in 98 in a bar fight. The rap sheet, he uh, shoved a a firefighter back in the 90s. You never want to do that. He had an arrest where he grabbed a female parking attendant by the neck and threatened her. A DUI arrest. Should have called Ray. Ray would have taken care of it. And then there was this accusation at Colorado where he was involved with some other, I guess, other coaches on the staff that reportedly were offering up drugs and hookers to entice recruits to Colorado. I thought that was Louisville under Rick Pitino. I thought they would have been more successful out there. Yeah, I mean, that didn't work out for him. You know, but the thing with Eric Biennemi, it looks like to me he's been trouble-free f- for 20 years now.
3: Yeah, this was a long time ago. It's funny I, I, we've heard I've heard the, the the locker room talk about it when I actually mentioned it to to Matt or to Adam and Brody and those guys. That it, it, I think this was the thing that nobody really wanted to talk about, but th- it is there. But you're yeah. right, Buck. It's been an awful long time. And that
2: was the old
3: Eric yeah, Biennemi. I mean, I mean the new Eric Biennemi has
2: been clean. He's done a great job with Andy Reid and his staff. I would think, you know, my advice to be enemy would just be to keep doing what you're doing and to stay in Kansas City. I don't know why he would even try to leave at this point in time. As if that was going to jumpstart his becoming a head coach in the league. Just stay with Andy Reid. You're comfortable there. You're working with the top quarterback in the world today and Patrick Mahomes. They're paying you well. You're comfortable. No reason to leave, in my opinion. I would not take that commander's job for all the money in the world. Just stay with Kansas City and the Chiefs. And it just shows you, man, some of these owners, uh, they're looking for something, man, to keep you from getting a job. I mean, they're going back 20 years on this guy.
3: Cut the man a break. But Tiger outdrove out Rory and Justin Thomas again on the par 5, 11th hey, hole. Man, he's been hitting it. And it's time for you to bust out your blade uh,
2: blades and read the break because 680, of the fans putt for the Porsche's back. You can join Chuck and Chernoff Thursday, February 23rd from 2 to 6, PGA Tour Superstore in Kennesaw. For your first opportunity to sink a putt and get qualified to win that 2023 Porsche Macan from Hennessy Porsche, North Atlanta. Finalists will also re- uh, receive a Breitling Avenger automatic GMT 43 millimeter stainless steel watch from Brown and Company Jewelers. You're almost there, Buck. We appreciate them very much. Regardless of the putting outcome, you're going to receive one of those. Uh, all 16 grand prize qualifiers receive a Mizuno M-Craft putter valued at $300 and a PGA Tour Superstore gift card. First chance to qualify for the putt for the Porsche coming up Thursday, February 23rd, 2-6, to six, PGA Tour Superstore. North, uh, that's in uh, Kennesaw, uh, putt for the Porsche. Porsche is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore. Hennessy Porsche, North Atlanta, Brown & Company Jewelers, and my favorite golf company, Mizuno. For more information and official rules, you can visit
1: 680thefan.com. Time for the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. How about my man, Ty Goods.
2: Birdied the last three holes yesterday. 16, 17, and 18 at Riviera. In fact, Justin Thomas and Roy McIlroy, they they also, all three of them birdied 18 in front of that that group that assembles around that green. That was good stuff. Looking forward to seeing some more of it this morning. Tiger's already on the course, and Tiger was hitting that little white ball, man. Out driving, Justin Thomas and rory uh, a lot of the day yesterday and I tell you the ball striking looked good narrow
3: fairways small greens didn't seem to bother tiger woods yesterday tiger's got a chance to birdie here uh, 11 let's potentially go to a three under buck the projected cut at even par there's a really good chance we could see tiger this weekend that'd be awesome let's hear from tiger did
2: he have nerves yesterday and played in a while Here's what Tiger said.
1: I was able to simulate nerves at home because I've come off layoffs before, and I was able to simulate that stuff, but there's nothing like coming game time. Uh, just the feeling of the butterflies and trying to calm all that stuff down, the adrenaline, the ball goes further. Even though it's cold out here, it was going even further than I than we expected. Um, I had to dial all that back in. Joey hadn't seen me hit a golf ball in a while. And so obviously he's his feels are we're, we're trying to get you know, the, the feels for out there and then the shots and the distances. Um, and we adapted very quickly.
2: Tiger Woods back at it. Loving it. Have a great, uh, great weekend, everybody. Nick and Chris are coming up next. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Buck. Where's Nerney? OK, thanks a lot, Buck.